everywhere you look, it seems like somebody is hustling. They have their side hustle. But what makes the side hustle so alluring? And is it really that realistic? Is it a great way to make money? We're going to talk about that today on this episode of Adulting. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquid. How are you, Miranda? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Today, we're talking about the side hustle. What is a side hustle, first of all? Yeah, so it's something that you do on the side beyond your regular job. So it's a job. You're, you're looking to earn some money. And I, I want to clear this up because hustle, before people started talking about side hustles, at least recently, a hustle was a scam. I mean, it was, you know, trying to push something on someone, trying to be a salesperson and be a little slick and not tell them the whole deal and try to pull one over on someone. I don't like the word hustle, but we talk about the side hustles all the time. I'd prefer to call them something else, but they're side hustles. Side gig. But yeah, so it's interesting because when you talk about the hustle and hustling, right, you have to work really hard and really fast to make that hustle work when we're talking about in terms of scams. But it's now it's sort of evolved to be like, hey, there's that that ethic, that work ethic. It's funny that you say ethic when you're talking about scamming. But there's that hard work idea of it and that moving quickly and that you know, giving it all you got. And that's sort of what's translated over into the side hustle. But yeah, I kind of like using like side gig or side job or something like that. But hustles like what's trendy today. So yeah, I mean, we're just talking about words, but words, words are important. I mean, they they create the sense of what it is that you're doing. And I like to, I like to use words that have a positive sense when I'm talking about working, because I don't want people to feel that you know, whatever I'm doing is is designed to try to take advantage of. And even the idea of the hustle in a good sense is kind of like, well, you know, you do whatever it takes and ethics be damned, or you just move really fast, or you show that you have lots of energy or a sense of purpose. Sometimes none of that is really not, it's either not necessary, or it can be even detrimental to what you're trying to do. But again, it's, it's, that's all kind of on the side. It's a side discussion. It's, uh, you know, side hustle. It's, it's just focusing on what we really mean. And that is, while you're having your day job, doing something else to try to enhance the money that you're bringing in and help for whatever financial goals you might have. A job on the side is certainly a good way to do that if you have the time and the capacity to do it. So who is doing this right now? Who are the people who are going out and working outside of their day job, building their own businesses, or just finding ways to make money? Late last year, CareerBuilder released a survey. They found that 29% of workers have a side hustle. And millennials, it's especially strong amongst them. This is not really a big surprise. 44% of those aged 25 to 34 who are working have a side hustle. And 39% of those aged 18 to 24 who are working have a side gig. So a lot of people are doing side gigs. And even in our 
our age group, our Generation X age group, uh, 29% of those in our age group actually have side hustles as well. So side hustles are very popular. And I just found it interesting that nearly a third of workers have side hustles. So a third of the people who are working have a job on the side, almost. Yeah, and it's not all that difficult. So it shouldn't be surprising that someone might be willing to spend a few hours throughout the week here and there doing something to assist their income. And it could be small, like babysitting, especially for those who are younger, to something big, you know, having their own online business while they, you know, while they are working full time. Yeah, and I found it interesting, uh, according to the Career Builder survey, 68% of those doing side hustles make less than $50,000 a year. And so I think that extra income piece is one of the big issues, especially amongst millennials. We've seen uh, in various surveys that, you know, there's $1.3 trillion of outstanding student loan debt. And, and it, we just we have a lot of debt in our society right now. And so I think the extra income kind of goes a long way for parents. It can be a way to pay for children's activities and schoolings. I know when I was growing up, it wasn't really a side gig, but I grew up at a time and in a place where it was all about having a one income family. But my mom did like a little side thing where she sold Avon and basically the proceeds from that went to like fund our school activities. So those are kinds of some of the reasons people do side hustles. I mean, what are some of the other reasons you think side hustles are so popular? Well, like you said, things have progressed from this idea that we expect households to be, we previously expected households to have one person earning the income. Usually the father, the mother stays home and takes care of the children. And we've gotten so far away from that idea that people are doing all of these creative things now, whether it's both parents working or, uh, and, and still one or both do things on the side. And it's almost like we need the extra money to pay for the lifestyle that we've grown up with. Certainly, real wages haven't increased over the course of the last generation. So people are feeling the pressure. And they don't want to just let go of their jobs because that is some security. But they are finding ways to fill their time outside of their job with other things that can earn money to supplement. Like you said, Huge student loan debt out there that is something that people need to take care of, and often their job will pay for their household necessities, leaving stuff like debt payback to falter unless there's something else coming in. And even for those who are more solid footing, a side job or side hustle can help pay for vacations. Many people in our generation grew up with families who went on vacation every year. That is becoming a lot harder to do because of stagnant income. So we're turning to side jobs to help pay for vacations as well. I think that's an interesting point, though, going back to what you were talking about with wages not keeping up and inflation and try to live these lifestyles that we had while we were growing up. And one of the things that's interesting is there is a project led by a Stanford researcher called Equality of Opportunity, and they find that the percentage of children that out-earn their parents is dropping. And millennials may be the first generation and a very the first generation that will not out-earn their parents. And so without the side gig, that's something that might be very real. And by 
taking some of the control of your income into your own hands by creating something, doing something outside of your job, you are giving yourself more flexibility. Although you have more financial flexibility and perhaps less time flexibility because you are spending more time outside of your eight-hour workday or whatever your arrangement is in your job to manage this, but at least you have control over this. If you want to work more hours for yourself to earn more, you can. If you want to cut back one week or one month, you can do that too. It's not as easy with your job because you're you're answering to a boss. Answering to a boss is a lot different than answering to your own customers uh, if you perhaps design something and sell it or answering to your own clients if you perhaps uh, are freelance writing or doing other types of freelance work. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I'm kind of experiencing that myself. I, I have a boss now. I've I sold out to the corporate masters, and I've accepted a real job. I still do it from home, and it's still very flexible, and I still get to have a lot of control over my time. But there are times when I get pinged, and they're like, I need this now. And well, they're my boss, so it has to be done now. Where before, if they were just my client, I could say, hey, it's not going to be done till tomorrow. I'm sorry. Because, you know, I want to get my nails done. Now that I have kind of a, a real boss now, um, I have to be like, okay, I will do that now and do my nails later. That's just sort of the way it is. But I think too, technology, and this goes to the fact that, yeah, I have a real job now, I guess, but I do it from home. I get to set most of my own hours still. It's very flexible. Technology makes it easier to start a side gig. It makes it easier to blog, to do. I have um, I have a friend who does freelance web development. So a lot of the coding and the back end. And so he does that freelance from home and, you know, consulting, all of that stuff is easier to do now with technology. You know, I had a financial coaching client, I was trying it out for fun. And he was in Germany, and we just did it over Skype. And it was great. So I think that the prevalence of technology also makes it easier to get involved in a side hustle. Yeah, the technology itself, as well as the increased accessibility to the technology has certainly opened a lot of opportunities for people. I know it did for me. I mean, I, I have, I grew up with computers, um, and as many of our listeners have. And once the web came out, that was a great opportunity for me to take some of the computer work that I was doing and create an even bigger platform for it. And I started off working a day job and finding ways to turn my hobbies online into businesses. And for me, that was blogging. That turned out to be blogging, which when it started was not a side hustle. It was a hobby. Blogging was never a way to make money, let alone earn a living. But Eventually, I found a way to make that work, and it took a lot of time, but I was spending a lot of time working on this, and that's the basis of my story. I started off, even though I'd never call it at the time, as a side hustle, not until it was actually a business that was earning money, but I would work eight hours a day, come home, work eight hours a night, and find ways to incorporate other ways to earn money into what I was doing. So in that respect, that for me was what set my whole life into a different direction, one that allows me today 
to spend time working on adulting and recording podcasts and writing articles and not have to worry about the financial side of things. That is a goal for a lot of people. And a lot of the impetus for starting a side hustle is this dream of being able to manage, you know, your own time and not have to worry about your day job. Finally, your side hustle becomes what provides all of the income you need to live your life. And you can say goodbye to that day job. That is a dream that a lot of people have. Yeah, for sure. And I I think that uh, you make a good point. I mean, is this a side hustle? Or is it a hobby? Is it something that you're actually going to make money? Or do you think you're going to make money? And maybe you really aren't? Yeah, well, that's always a big question. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting that uh, we point out side hustles are really nothing new. Right? We had side hustles. When I was in high school, I taught piano lessons. And that was sort of like this kind of thing I did on the side, right? I mean, your real job is going to high school. But, you know, it's, it's a little different as you get older, I guess. Yeah, no, I remember in high school, too. I think I spent most of my time in high school focused on high school-related things, so I wasn't working during most of high school. The summers, I would work and do other types of things. Uh, spring break, I would work. You know, So that's not necessarily side hustles, but they're things that I would do to bring in money. And that is a type of approach that just leads through, leads through college, leads through in life. You know, filling your life with things that you can do to support whatever it is, the life you want to live, uh, especially if you're not getting that from, obviously not from going to school in terms of financial, but from your day job, perhaps that's not enough. So you need to fill that up. So what, what are some of the great side hustle ideas that we can give people? I mean, a lot of this is going to come from what listeners' desires are. So they're going to determine what their side hustle is, but perhaps there are some good ideas that we can share, maybe to spark an idea in someone. Yeah, well, I think a good side hustle is something that you have either experience or knowledge in that you can draw on so that it's not a huge stretch for you to be doing this. I know that there are a lot of dog lovers who are like, oh, I'll, you know, I, I pet sit. And so I know a couple of people actually who pet sit. So when when the neighbor goes out of town or when their friends go out of town, they're paid to have the pets come over to their house and hang out and play and and all of that kind of stuff. So it it helps them. So uh, there's that aspect of it. So looking for, for things that are of interest to you or that you have experience in. I mean, the classic right now is blogging. Everybody wants to do a side hustle like with some sort of online lifestyle business that involves blogging or creating a course or creating a podcast or whatever that is. That's a really big thing now. But, you know, you can consult and you can do freelance stuff on the side, whether it's writing, web development, uh, social media management is actually a big one now. There are a couple of high school students here in my hometown where I live who have started their own little side gig doing social media management for local companies who don't really know much about social media, but these kids do. And so they're actually making some money and doing some pretty good work. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, that goes back to the technology that's available and finding ways to use that to your advantage, uh, especially the younger you are, the more in tune you are with the latest technology. And that 
is something that is valuable to a lot of companies out there who don't have the time to stay on top of the latest technology trends. And you talked a little bit about blogging. I think it's easy to get caught up in the ideas of making tons of money blogging, but the truth is very few people do. And there's a lot of stuff out there selling the idea that you can make a ton of money money blogging. It's it's basically the newest work from home scam. It's the newest telemarketing from home. It's the newest uh, type of thing that everybody loves talking about doing and they make money when they sell products to people about teaching them how to become successful like they are. Uh, but I got to warn you that really only happens to um, not everybody. I mean, <laughs> a very small portion of people who actually set the goal to do this are successful with it. It's the same thing with YouTube. You can make millions of dollars creating videos and posting them on YouTube. Of course, the real winner is Google and or Alphabet, whatever it's called now, and, um, and YouTube itself in terms of the money that they're making. But very few people. I mean, it's 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 a very. If you look at the graph, it's going to be a slippery slope. You know, with a long tail, uh, in terms of who's actually making money doing these things. So it's good to have realistic expectations. But blogging, it's great to do because you'll improve your skills. You'll improve your writing skills if that's important to you, and you might get to the point where one of the reasons that blogging is such a good idea to do on the side is because it can help you in your career in your like main life. So if you are working for a company doing a specific job, start a blog, start writing about it, become an expert, become known as an expert by publishing regularly and you could have new opportunities open to you. Uh, so that might not result immediately in making money from blogging, but blogging itself can result in uh, opportunities that will make more money for you down the road. Yeah, and and I think, too, you can also look into the real world. I know I mentioned like the pet sitting, but there's tutoring. Uh, I know a lot of teachers who do the tutoring uh, on the side. You can do that. There's house cleaning. Um, I (laughs) I recently just started hiring somebody to clean my house. (laughs) And so there are these things that you can do kind of on the side. And I used to way back in the day, um, my then husband and I, we used to clean banks at night. That was our Hmm. side hustle. Like we used to clean banks and, and, you know, vacuum them, dust them and and get them all prepared for the next day. You know, wash the windows, get the fingerprints off the doors. So we used to do that. And so there are a <laughs> lot of things that you can do if you can find that little niche that needs to be filled even in real life. Why that's so funny is <laughs> you were talking about hustles and and how that it really means, you know, like a scam or or you know and and working in banks as a side job that gives you the perfect opportunity to case the joint. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're totally um, criminal masterminds. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sadly, they knew who we were, when we would be there, and there were security cameras. <laughs> uh, so you haven't thought this through. You're casing the joint for someone else that you're oh, in partnership right. with. All right. Well, Harlan, you can teach me how I'll pay you as your side gig. You can teach me how to be a criminal mastermind. Oh, everything I've learned, I've learned from the show called Hustle or uh, Leverage, which is very similar to U.S. show based on uh, the British show Hustle. But yes, it's uh, <laughs> these are things that would fit right in and 
given that we're calling this a side hustle? Absolutely. <laughs> also, we do not condone any illegal activity. Please oh, do not go rob a bank. <laughs> do not try this at home. So no, you will you will get caught. Yes. So what are some of the drawbacks to side hustles? Not And not just going to jail after you've robbed a bank. What are some of the drawbacks to side hustles? Well, we kind of touched on one of these, and that's sometimes there are some unrealistic expect, uh, expectations of what's going to come out of the financial side of the side hustle. And we, it's very easy to get caught up in the idea of this being the, the path to financial freedom or financial independence. And for some people, it is. Uh, for some people, it will never be. It requires a lot of effort to get to that point. There's no, there's no easy way to make money. There just, there just isn't anybody who's telling you that is trying to sell you something. They're the ones who are getting rich on you. So keep that in mind. I just want to point out that one of the drawbacks is it takes a long time to do it right, and you might not make as much money as you're hoping right away. If you have realistic expectations, it won't be a problem, but that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. A lot of people point to, I know there's a certain big success story where they're like, oh, wow, in six months, all of a sudden, he's making all this money and blah, blah, blah. Well, the reality of the situation was this particular individual, I don't have anything against this person, but this particular individual had been laid off with a very nice severance package. And so it wasn't like this sudden situation where you know, in six months, he was able to replace all his income and it was magic because he was just doing it on the side. No, he had six months of, he had severance pay from a very nice job. And so he had six months to basically devote to this endeavor full time without being distracted. And that's how it, you know, happened really fast. And a lot of the time, and we've talked about this in the past, these overnight successes we hear about aren't overnight. They've been doing this for months or even years before they finally so, you know, make it big. And so I think it's important to remember that when you're doing your side hustle that you're probably not going to be quitting your day job in three to six months. You're probably going to, it's probably going to take longer than that, a lot longer. Uh, The other thing to think about is, are you getting enough time with your family? Uh, If you have a family, is your side gig allowing you that time? Because it does take time. And if you are going to be successful and you do want to, like if you just are like, hey, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to make a couple hundred extra bucks a month and that's all I care about, that's not a problem. But if you want your side hustle to turn into like a real job or a real money that takes place of your day job, that takes a serious time investment. And you need to think about how that's going to affect your family life. Yeah, I know that when I was going through this period, it was at a time where, and I still am, living by my own and not having a family to take care of. Again, it was a long distance relationship at that time, still a long distance relationship. Now I I have the time and the flexibility to work on what I want to work on um, and make my own decisions on what happens. Well, I don't have, you know, a nine to five right now, but I do spend a lot of time working on various projects and I can choose how I spend those hours. And I don't have to necessarily as much as someone who has a family negotiate the time that I spend uh, with them. But it's important that you have to do that. And when you do have a family, you want to make sure that everybody is on board with your plan. You don't want to approach this as a solitary uh, decision, because it does affect the rest of your family. So the drawback can be that you are creating issues within your family. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think along with that goes the anxiety and the stress and the pressure that comes with a side hustle. Sometimes you have this idea that things aren't going like they should. And so you feel stressful, stressed about that, or things aren't happening according to the timeline that you told your family about. And so now you've got this anxiety and these relationship stressors. There's a lot of uh, stress that can come from a side hustle if you're really pushing yourself. Sure. And it goes back to the expectations as well. If you have unrealistic expectations and you start taking something you love doing, turning it into a business, and then you feel like, even though it might not be the case, you feel like you're failing at it, then it's going to ruin the love that you have for this activity, or it's going to really bring you down and give you not the satisfaction that you need. And you might end up quitting or moving on to something else before you really find out what the potential is. So you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself. Of course, some people thrive under pressure and they work better under pressure. But you want this to be a positive aspect of your life. You want to have your side hustle add to the positivity in your life and not take away from it. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things to consider as well is figuring out when it is time to quit. <laughs> when when is it time to move on from the side hustle and either try something new or, you know, uh, just acknowledge that you're going to be stuck in your soul-sucking job for another 20 years? Yeah, it's it's common to put a goal on your side hustle and say, well, if if this doesn't reach such and such a goal within six months, then I'm going to move on. But a lot of the time, those goals are set without really having any knowledge of what the reality is. So you have to adjust as you go along. But you should always be aware of when your side hustle isn't getting to the point where you want it to be even even after reevaluating your expectations. It is okay to move on. It is okay to quit. Yeah. We say we don't like quitters, but we do. Making the decision to move on can be one of the best decisions that you make. Yeah, for sure. So what are some things that you can do now if you are looking into the possibility of a side hustle? What are some of the things that you can do right now? to take that step. Yeah, I think the first thing is to figure out exactly why you want to have a side hustle. It's like the beginning of a Disney movie where the princess comes out and she sings the I want song. What is it that you want exactly? And it's usually, it's not about the money necessarily. It's not that you're looking for a certain amount of money, Whether even if it is to help you pay off your debt or, or it, there's usually something in there, and it's usually a lifestyle that you want to have. Uh, something that you're not getting out of your life right now, working your full-time job. Something you're not getting out of life, and you, you see the side hustle as a possible solution to that. But what, what are those real things that you want to have? What, what is it that is driving you to have this idea of doing something outside of your day job and hopefully earning some money with it. So list those reasons out. Yeah. And, and I think that understanding the why behind it is actually very helpful as well, because once you get to that point where you're like, Oh, I have to keep doing this and keep that motivation up that list <laughs> returning to that list can help you down the road. Mm -hmm. But also 
write down what you would do as a side hustle. What are some of your ideas? So just jot a few of those down. And even if they're kind of, if you think they're silly or you think they're unrealistic, just kind of jot them down, jot a few ideas down, and then you'll have a list to kind of look at. And then you can evaluate, you know, whether the viability of each of these ideas as you go. Yeah. And related to that, what's going to help you figure out what you would do as a side hustle and go from there to what could potentially be something that will earn you money to get you towards the goals, those reasons that you listed, kind of pulling all this together is something that we talked about recently uh, with Stephanie O'Connell on a podcast. And that's creating this intersection, this Venn diagram with three circles. One is the things that you're passionate about, the things that you really love doing. All of those things go in the circle. And then in the second circle, you put all of the things that you are exceptionally good at. So the things you love doing on the one side and the things that you are very, very good at on the other side. Hopefully there's something that is in the intersection that fits both of those descriptions. And then there's a third description, things that people will likely pay for. So you want to take the things that you love doing, things that you're passionate about, on the one hand, on the second hand, you have things that you are actually good at, because sometimes your passions don't always match up with the things that you're good at. You want to find something that fulfills both of those things. And then you have the things people will pay you for. And what I hope is that there's something in the middle of those three circles that fits all three criteria. And that once you find that, maybe there's more than one thing, but once you find one thing that fits all three criteria, that's right there in the middle of that Venn diagram, that is what you want to focus on for your first side hustle. Yeah, and then finally, sit down, figure out whether the side hustle makes sense in the fabric of your life. Acknowledge the challenges, whether they're family, whether it's time, whether whether you need money to get started, because sometimes you do need money to get started on a side hustle look at that and be realistic about some of the challenges that you might face so that you know what could kind of hold you back a little bit. Yeah. And once you have this plan, what I would suggest is doing what people call a SWOT analysis. And what this is, it is four different things that you want to think about, about whatever your plan is. You break it down. You want to know what the strengths are, what the plan's strengths are, and what your strengths are, what the weaknesses are, what the opportunities are. And a lot of this ties back into the Venn diagram too, what the opportunities are and what the threats are. SWOT, SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You want to have a plan in place, a good understanding of what the potential is, and you can go from there. It makes it so much easier to find success, especially early on, when you have a great working knowledge of what your plan is to go forward. Yeah, I'm learning about SWOT analyses in my new job as a corporate person. <laughs> so we do those. It's very, It's been very interesting and, and very helpful. So we do have a listener question. And the listener question is, my girlfriend is always complaining about how much time I spend on my side hustle. How do I get her on board to see that this is about us? Hmm. Well, there's a couple of things I would suggest. I, it goes back to figuring out what the actual goals of the side hustle are. If the goals are to create more opportunities for you to spend time with your girlfriend in the long term, you can talk about that. 
if your real goal is to avoid your girlfriend by spending more time doing other things, then it's time to be honest about that too. Perhaps make some other choices in your life that will satisfy uh, whatever situation you're in there. So I think being honest about the goals is probably the first thing you would do. And perhaps this is something that your girlfriend, perhaps your side hustle is something that she's just not interested in. That has happened to me in the past, certainly. And from there, you just kind of have to make some compromises. Because if the relationship is important to you, you do want to make sure that you're on the same page in terms of the time that you're devoting to it. And you do have to make some sacrifices when you're in a relationship. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And one thing you can do, I mean, you did mention what if your significant other isn't interested in the side hustle. But uh, one of the things to consider is, is there a way to get your significant other involved in your side hustle? Now, this is kind of tricky, because some sometimes some couples don't do well when they're working together. And the other situation is, as you talk about your girlfriend, so this isn't like a it doesn't, I don't know how serious this is. So it's really hard, like if you're going to get involved with a side hustle with your significant other, but then you break up in six months, that's a problem. So that is kind of tricky. But there are ways that maybe you can get them involved, like ask their opinion about something, or, you know, make it make it so that they see that, you know, you value them and that you want them to be a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think that's a great idea. Not everybody wants to be involved with your side hustle, though. So you have to keep that in mind and not be offended if that's the case. And then you go from there. Have you been successful in a side hustle? Or have you had a side hustle that totally fizzled? Go over to the adulting community on Facebook and let us know. Share your story. And don't forget that you can also visit us at adulting.tv where you can ask questions. You can ask us a question and we will maybe answer it in an article or an episode. You can also leave your comments on the blog post that accompanies this podcast episode so that you can leave your comments about side hustles and what works and what doesn't for you. And you could also subscribe to us by going to adulting.tv slash iTunes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.tv